Hej och välkommen till en ny episode av Korrespondentene. Mitt namn är er Mattias Ask. Efter den uken så tar vi en alldeles så liten sommerferie, så den uken så ska det få lov att höra en reportage som jag lagde i Ohio, hvor jag fulgte en grupp med lärare som fick vapenträning i tre dagar. I Ohio så har de gjort det lättare för lärare och bära vapen på skolan. Nu tränger du inte längre 700 timmar vapenträning, nu tränger du kun 24. Och så måste du följa upp med minst 8 timmar med vapenträning vart år efter det. Och detta är er ett kurs som eh i Ohio nu har tillbud i över 10 år. Men det är er klart att det har kommit väldigt mycket mer i fokus som följde av massskyttingarna i Buffalo och Texas. Shooters two steps back while extending the pistol. Look left and right, make sure the light is straight. Shooters two in the chest, one in the head. Jag befinner mig på en skytebana i den lilla byen West Union i Ohio, cirka 2 timmar körning från Cincinnati. Här står det runt 15 personer och tränar på att skjuta med handvapen. Detta kurs är er ment för lärare och andra ansatte i skolan som önskar bära vapen på jobb. De kallar det FASTER och det står för Faculty and Administrator Safety Training and Emergency Response. Ikke alla vill alltså intervjua, de flesta för de skolan inte vill att namnet på de som bär vapen på skolan ska bli känt offentligt. Men en av de som är er villig att stå fram är er Ted. Han är er vaktmästare på en skola like vid byn Dayton och har er också det som kallas för school resource officer. Det betyder att han är er tillknutet det lokala politikontoret, så det är er ingen hemlighet att han har er vapen. Why did you decide to become a school resource officer? Um, I had come to these classes before uh, to see if they would let me carry in the school and they would not. The school board wasn't ready for that yet. So the police chief came and asked me if I would go to the police academy and become a police officer. So the city actually paid for me to go to the police academy and I spent six months and became a police officer just so I could carry in the school. You carry a gun at school, in school at all times? I do. I carry a uh, gun on my hip with my badge beside it. And uh, what kind of gun is it? Uh, M&P shield. Så Ted måtte genom sex måneder med polititräning för han fick tillåtelse till att bära vapen. Men efter en ny lovändring i Ohio så är er det det längre nödvändigt. Nu håller det med 24 timmars vapenträning och därefter måste du följa upp med åtta extra träningstimmar i året. Governor Mike DeWine's news conference was filled with questions about the signing of House Bill 99, a law that will allow local school districts the option to decide whether it should arm teachers. The legislation also reduces the number of required training hours, down from 700 to 24, with additional eight hours required annually. The governor reiterated, arming teachers with a gun is an option, not a requirement. For, for, first, first of all, schools are not required to do it. Second, teachers are not required to do it. Uh, we have had requests from schools to allow this to be done. There's also some, let me say, guessing that guns are already in schools. Um, and look, we, we, we want to provide a, a, a regular mechanism to get training. 
Og det er nettopp denne type trening som Ted og de andre fremmøtte går igenom akkurat nu. How do you feel about carrying a gun in, in the school? Uh, it's a it's a good thing that I'm somebody's there. It's a bad thing that we have come to that in society where we need protection at the school at all times. You think it acts as a deterrent or that it scares away potential shooters? I think it is a big deterrent. Um, they already know there's somebody there um, from the studies they've done and what they tell us in this this class here at Faster. Um, most of the people that are the cowards that are shooting innocent children, um, when they are confronted, they they most of them shoot themselves or they get taken out right away by somebody who's confronting them. And um, how much do you prepare or worry about active shooter incidents? I don't worry about it a lot, but I do think about it because that's part of my job now. Um, so I try to stay current. I come to these classes here at Faster as often as I can. Um, I think the more you think about it, the more prepared you'll be. In terms of how you interact with the students, how do they, uh, in your opinion or in your uh uh, view. How do they feel about uh, you carrying in school? Most of them don't even notice it anymore. Uh, when I first started carrying, um, nobody really noticed for a couple, three days. But the really little kids, um, talking first, second grade, they never mentioned my gun, but they would say, I see your badge, because that was a shiny thing on my hip. They never mentioned the gun. Was there something that... Um or anything that motivated you to start carrying in school? Oh, not really. I just, there was a lot of things going on after the Sandy Hook stuff. That's pretty much when I got started in it. Um, and that's when I started working in the school. Uh, I just thought it was a good idea and and uh, done what I could to get it to come to fruition in the school. And as head of maintenance, what other stuff do you do in the school? Oh, head of maintenance, I'm in charge of the grounds, um, all the HVAC stuff, anything that's broke, I fix it. What's more challenging, being a school resource officer or being head of maintenance? <laughs> head of maintenance. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of stuff for, I'm a one-man show on the maintenance side, so uh, there's a lot goes on that most people don't even know I do every day. Kurset arrangeres av en organisation som heter Tactical Defense Institute, och som består av många som har bakgrund från politiet eller försvaret. Mannen som har styrningen på hela showet heter Forrest, och han har en stämma du lätt kan höra, selv med hörselsvärt. I'm not going to bring the pistol in front. That'll cause a jam with the slide cycling against my torso. If you cause the jam, that's on you. Also. If you take the pistol and put it forward into the target and shred it, that's on you also. All right? Don't gift the pistol to the bad person. You may have mortally wounded them, but if you bring the pistol out in front, it's so much easier for them to take it from you. Shooters, back in position. Back in position. On the beep, you'll take it in extreme close quarters position. You'll fire three rounds in five seconds. Three rounds. In five seconds, shooters, hands up, so John knows you're ready. Listen for his command. Stand by.
I'm doing here is the exact same qualification that we require for the police officers in the state of Ohio. Detta är Joe Eaton. Han är er talsperson för Buckeye Firearms Association som har varit aktiva pådrivare för att låta lärare och andra som jobbar i skolan få bära vapen. Police officers are allowed to miss five out of the 25 and still qualify. Uh, we only allow them to miss two out of the 25 and still qualify. So. And miss is sort of missing the entire person? Uh, yeah, this light gray is what is called the preferred area. The dark gray is the non-preferred area and is minus one point. And then anything outside of that is a minus two points. Uh, but uh, there was also deductions for overtime here, so Fred's shooting was pretty good. There was only two of them on his reload that were not in the preferred area, but uh, got to speed up the draw, get it out of the holster quickly, then slow down for it. So the time hacks are what uh, what hurt him on that one. Deres filosofi er at jo fortere noen med våpen kan slå tilbake mot gjerningspersonen, jo større sjanse er det for at liv ikke går tapt. Do you think having more armed officers in school or teachers with firearms would have prevented some of these last mass shootings? You know, again, prevention is is something that you really can't gauge a lot on. Um, what we know for a fact is that once the violence occurs, you've got to stop the killing as soon as possible. And that's what a call to 911 is. Get somebody trained with a firearm in here as absolutely soon as possible. And that's all the Faster Saves Lives program does is start shrinking that timeline. Instead of waiting for the outside help to arrive after the event is is over, we have staff immediately there that if they have the opportunity can stop it before it gets to the two minutes, the three minutes, the four minutes where you start seeing, you know, the 15, the 20, the 25 dead and injured. And, you know, compressing that timeline buying the students and staff an extra 5 or 10 minutes for the professionals to arrive is exactly what this program does. Ideen till kurset kom efter Sandy Hook massakren i 2012 där 20 barn blev döpt i en massskjutning i Connecticut. We in general starting in 2013 we're training 150 to 200 school staff a year, you know, we increased up a little bit more closer to the 200 225. Uh, then by the time Parkland happened in uh, 2018 that year we went to over 400 school staff from the extreme demand. In the time since Parkland, the numbers had started decreasing a little bit more and now with Uvalde we expect that we're going to see another increase again because it is too easy for schools to get complacent and say, you know, the odds of it happening are so small, I'm going to focus someplace else. But then they look at the extreme devastation that occurs in these communities and schools Who's the typical person who uh, takes this kind of training? You know, that's that's interesting because when schools first start looking at who to include in their program, you know, number one, it's human nature. Whenever you mention guns in schools, the one staff member you'd never want to be a part of this program is the first thing that jumps into mind. And then they'll generally start thinking about, well, do I have retired military or police officers or hunters or shooters on my staff? And you know, I generally get them to slow down then and say, listen, think about this. Who is the staff member that no matter what your policy says or what you've trained them, that if violence comes in, they're going to go run toward the sound of that gunfire and stay in between these murderers and these kids. Those are the ones you want to identify. They've got the mindset. They're doing it anyway, and they're going there with very little hope of actually solving the situation. But what they're wanting to do is change the focus from the innocent kids to themselves. And that, 
that is something we should be applauding and supporting in the staff. They're gonna do it anyway, so let's give them a chance to go home to their family at the end of the night like they do every other night. And that may be simply you know, getting them the medical training to help out, or that may be getting them the firearms and the tools that they can immediately stop the killing and can go home to their family and send the kids home to their families at the end of the night also. Grunden til at jeg stiller akkurat dette spørsmålet er fordi at selv om 74% av lærerne på offentlig skole i USA er kvinner, så er det bare en kvinne blant alle kursdeltagerne her i West Union i dag. Yeah, and uh, this is kind of, generally we'll see about 30% of them are female, um, is what we have seen throughout the years, and it really covers all gamuts. Uh, you know, so many people say, you know, arming teachers, like, you know, the schools are handing out guns, to them as they walk in. And you know, that's a ridiculous thing. This is not a program for everyone and you would never want to force anybody to be a part of this program if they don't want to do that already. Och bevetna lärare är kontroversiellt för att se si det milt, speciellt efter att Donald Trump frontat idén efter Parkland skjutningen i 2018. Lärareföreningar över hela USA är kritiska. Och nyligen sa sheriffen i byn Spanish Fort i Alabama att han synes fler vapen i skolan är en dålig idé. Uh, introducing additional guns into the classroom doesn't make sense to me. That's counterintuitive. Um, our teachers need to be educators. I know they said, well, let's train them. Okay, let's train them. One day, five days. We have over 800 hours that we give just for the basic officer, along with all the specialized training that we deal with over and over to ensure that we're doing the best thing. Where are you going to lock it in the drawer of a desk? How secure is that? When do they pull it out? How do they know the rules of engagement? When to use force? So if you have somebody going down the hallway and they got a gun in their hand, the teacher and law enforcement's in there, how we discern who exactly is that shooter? And so I think that we're complicating a matter by saying, let's just arm the teachers. They're, they're educators. I don't care if they're a veteran or not. They're educators. Their purpose is to educate our children. So I don't think we need to complicate the situation by putting more guns into the school. Etter lunch begynner gruppen å trene på å håndtere masseskytinger. I don't want to just come up to corners, all right, and then across. I want to use as much space as possible to encounter the problem. So I'm going to come out. I'm going to swing wide. If there's a problem anywhere in that room, look at my space that I'm using as opposed to what I did before. I come up, I'm looking around my next corner, there's nothing here, I'm swinging wide, swinging wide. If there's a problem, I can address it. If not, my muzzle stays down, and I'll continue to work my way through. Am I running? No. And we can only move as fast as we can do two things. Number one is process information. And then based on that processing of information, we may shoot or not shoot. They go in på en treningsbane som skal simulere en skole. Oppgaven er å gå fra klasserom til klasserom mens de skyter på plakater. Målet er å treffe plakatene av personer som har våpen og utgjør en trussel, men ikke skyte på elevene som ikke er bevetnet. Alright, here's the situation. You hear gunfire, screaming and yelling. Over there somewhere, you gotta solve the problem. Gun out. Go. Help me, help me, he's got a gun, he's got a gun! Help, help! Bang! 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 He's got a gun! Don't shoot me! Please don't shoot me! 
Så er det tid for evaluering. Mange stryker fordi de reagerte på instinkt da de så våpen, og de la ikke merke til at noen av dem hadde skilt på brystet der det sto at de var vepnede vakter. Det var altså deres allierte. Tilbakemeldingen fra kurslederne er klar. Dere må regne med at masseskyting er kaotisk. Gruppen tar jevnlige pauser for å hente mer ammunisjon. Under en av pausene setter jeg meg ned med John. Han er spansklærer på en skole like utenfor Kansas City. Det har vært veldig bra for meg å få rounds downrange og praktisere. Ikke bare markskapskap og skyting, men også i husene i dag. Det å diskriminere å ha skjøtt som kjønner og matter. And um, yeah, yesterday was a that's a pretty heavy exercise. You're walking in, and even though it's you know it's just posters, you're supposed to differentiate between kids and exactly. Um, it it caused me to to slow down, which is a good thing in my opinion. I don't think anybody, my personal opinion, is I don't think anybody should be excited to carry in school. I think that's it should be a very very thought-out process before you before we go down that road so this training is very important for that any training is very important for that but also the mindset and yesterday was very good for that mindset for me I guess it would be any teacher's nightmare that, that's my biggest fear yeah that's that's what would keep me from caring is the thought of me doing more 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 bad than good Forløpig er det ikke tillatt for lærere å bære våpen i skoledistriktet hans men det håper han endrer seg Um, I would like the option. Um, I would like for it to be at least published that teachers are allowed. Uh, I think that would be, I would think that would go a long way in a deterrent. Um, if a bad person, some, somebody, sees that a sign that says no guns allowed, then they're the only one with a gun. If they see teachers are authorized to conceal carry, might make them think twice. But again, it would, it would depend, for me, it would depend on how much training. I think that a lot of, a lot would need to go into training, not just the fundamentals of shooting, the marksmanship, but the mental preparation um, for that eventual, you know, for that potentiality. To carry in schools is 
when you said you want the option, is that just in case there is a mass shooting or sort of for other purposes? Uh, there would be, for me, there would be no other purpose. No. And I would, not, I would not advertise. If I were to carry, I would want, the administration would know for sure. Um, and uh, both my administration, building administration, but also district administration. But <clears throat> it's not something that I would advertise to family, friends. I mean, definitely not the students. They don't need to know that. So then you would conceal carry, I guess? Conceal, yeah. Uh, do you worry a lot about mass shootings happening at the school? Uh, we, there was one in a district adjacent to ours. Um, fortunately, it was contained within the office, and the SRO did a fantastic job, and the principal and the administration did a great job. No students were injured save for the assailant, uh, who was a student there. Um, but in our district, um, we've not, fortunately, knock on wood, we've not had any issues. But we have, we do do um, intruder drills, uh, active shooter drills, along with fire and a tornado. How do you feel about the active shooter drills? Do you think they help? Um, I, I make, hopefully they do. The way I, the way I do them now, we do them as a district, we do them as a building. Um, but I give a lot of emphasis that this is serious. Um, people get tired of me quoting, when did Noah build the ark? Before it rained. It's something we need to be prepared for before it happens. Um, and hopefully it never does. I mean, when's the best time to buy life insurance? The day before you die. When's the second best time to buy life insurance? Today. Uh, because you never know. På dette tidspunktet er det litt under en måned siden masseskytingen i Texas, hvor 19 barn blev drept. Juvaldi hänger som en mørk sky over hele kurset. De med bakgrunn fra politiet er rystet over at kollegene deres ikke gjorde mer for att försöka å redde barna. Og for lærerne er det en påminnelse om risikoen de står overfor hver dag. When you see things like the Uvalde shooting happening, you don't know the way back to, to San Diego as a teacher, how does that make you feel? Um, it, it is up my uh, Cooper's, Cooper's color code. Um, used to be yellow when I'm in school. Oftentimes I walk, because I, I do two different buildings, and I would get to my second building after school started. I would kind of look at the perimeter as I park my car, what's going on. I'm almost, I wouldn't say red, but definitely orange about what's going on. Uh, and then entering the building, um, I'd have, I don't want to sound too much, like I know too much, but I have a more, a little, more appreciation for the tactical aspect of entering a, a school building. Um, that's because of this training, but it's also because of what's been going on with the active shooters, uh, the active shooting in our, in our country. Do you follow the gun control debate at all on the political level? Or? Um, yes, I do. I'm a shooting sports enthusiast. Um, I do like uh, shooting. I like having uh, my guns. Um, but I have no problem with background checks. Um, background the, the heck out of me. Background check the heck out of me. Um, I've been through it, and, and I have no problem with that. I think Universal's good. Um, I think uh, red flag laws would be beneficial. I'd like to, you know, it's a slippery slope you go down, but I'm in favor of uh, making sure that the right people um, have access to guns and the wrong people don't. Jeg stiller Joe fra Buckeye Firearms Association det samme spørsmålet om våpenlover. Dette var før kongressen vedtok den tverrpolitiske våpenpakken etter Uvalde. What's your uh, take on the proposed gun legislation that's working its way through the Senate right now? You know, there's, there's really very little that is, is known about it at this point. Uh, you know, a lot of it is, again, things that will 
probably have very little impact on these situations. And if it does restrict schools' ability to have enhanced security if they choose to, it could actually cost more lives by taking that option away from schools. You know, the big thing that they seem to be focusing on is the background checks. But again, we know the background check system is currently broken as it is. You know, there's nothing that requires the police or the localities to get this information in there and make the database work like it's supposed to work. More importantly, there are no measures in place that once somebody has been cleared of their prohibition to get them out of the database and restore their, their rights again. So, you know, there are lots of things that we can do and should be doing to enhance the systems that we have in place. But the thing we can't do is restrict the individual's options on how they want to keep themselves or their families or the children they're responsible for safe on a daily basis. Jeg spør også om spansklærer Johns store frykt, og det samme spørsmålet jeg hadde før jeg kom til Ohio. Hva med faren for at lærerne skyter en av elevene midt i kaoset? And, and that's where the training and the oversight really comes in. And you know, um, what we see in so many of these, these and you know, that is always a concern for law enforcement or for teachers both, uh, you know, nothing will ever be 100%, but what we know is that until somebody effectively stops the killing, there's already murders going on and continuing. And it's just a simple math problem. Every minute you let the violence continue, on average, you're going to see five to seven additional dead or injured. So even delaying a minute or two minutes or three minutes is too long to wait on outside help because you are simply getting more people dead or injured every minute you wait. And the school staff, they're already in the school buildings. And we know every time one of these events happen, we see school staff that no matter what their policy says, no matter what their training is, they will willingly go stand between somebody with a rifle and these kids. And they'll give up the last seconds of their life to buy these kids a few more minutes of life. Det kan se ut som at bevepnede lærere kommer til å forbli en realitet i USA fremover, i hvert fall i røde delstater. Den siste dagen jeg fulgte kurset, så kom Joe sent fordi han hadde hatt et møte med en gruppe skole fra North Carolina som var interessert i å høre mer. Delstater som Louisiana og Texas vurderer også å gjøre det lettere for lærere å bære våpen. Etter skyteepisodene i Buffalo og Uvalde sa forkjempere for strengere våpenlover at nå må noe gjøres. For de som ikke ønsker strengere våpenlover, er dette deres version av å gjøre noe. Well, I don't want my kid in the middle of a gunfight used to be the old cliche that we would hear. You know, I don't want my kid in the middle of a gunfight. Well, the truth of the matter is, until an armed staff member or a police officer get there, they're in the middle of a firing squad. And it is much safer for them to have somebody there stopping that violence as soon as possible. And that's how we save lives. Det var alt vi hadde for denne gang. Korrespondentene tar nå en sommerferie og er tilbake i august. Og vi kommer da selvfølgelig til å sette inn alle krefter og ressurser til å dekke det svært spennende mellomvalget inn mot november. Vi håper alle har en god sommer. Mitt navn er Mathias Ask. Denne podcasten er støttet av Frittor. Tusen takk for at dere hørte på, og så ses vi igjen etter sommeren.